you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everybody, today's episode of the Around the NFL podcast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Join Rocket Mortgage in saying thank you to essential workers by posting a video to everyonenowsahero.com. Everyonenowsahero.com. Let's get to the Mark Sessler Mock Draft. We have the second annual Mark Sessler Mock Draft coming your way in a few minutes. But first, some developing news in the National Football League. Our league, Rob Gronkowski, is back in the NFL, but not with his former team, the New England Patriots, said goodbye to Tom Brady. Tom Brady went to Tampa, and now Gronk has followed Tom Brady to Tampa. The trade is official. It happened very quickly. The Bucks acquire the tight end from the Patriots in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Unbelievable uh, turn of events here as Gronk ends his year-long retirement and teams with the quarterback – uh, who we went to the Super Bowl with seemingly 400 years in a row. Uh, Dan Hansis joined by Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. Uh, Greg, your thoughts when the news went down? I mean, am I going to have to root for the Bucks? I guess I am a little bit. I know that's uh, heretical to say in New England, but watching Tom Brady throw to Rob Gronkowski sounds like fun to me. It was shocking. It was shocking that it happened so quickly and quietly that the physical was already taken as we're taping this. Like it, it's official, you know, just to pull behind the a peek behind the curtain at the end of this show with the mock draft, you know, we were just hearing that it's possible Rob Gronkowski uh, would be coming back. And, you know, within a half hour, it, it had already happened. Like every insider in the business did not know this was happening until basically it was already over. 
And it's a killer for Patriots fans who um, are going to be sad watching them in a different uniform. But Ricky's it's such, dying. Ricky is dying, and we'll get to her. But it, it's such a great, um, I don't know, just like chance for Gronk and Brady to try something totally different. And I think it could totally blow up in their face, and it could be a disappointment. The expectations are going to be so high. They're, they're both high-risk players right now. But it's also like a high reward. Like if they make it to the playoffs and win a game, that's just going to be fun and weird and different, and it makes this season um, all the more um, important, in my mind, to get started on time, and, and hopefully it will. It became one of the tropes on our podcast that last year Bruce Arians might not have the same love for the game um, that he had (laughs) in Arizona, and he might just be playing out the string here. And the opposite has happened. His lifetime football philosophy, no risk it, no biscuit, is exactly how the Buccaneers have played this offseason, going full bore after Tom Brady, and then to bring in Gronk, the two greatest to ever play their positions, uh, to me, the question is whether 2020 Gronk is an upgrade on on O.J. Howard mm. because the last time we saw these two guys in 2018, O.J. Howard played a lot better than Gronk. And Gronk was running on fumes for most of the season. He had the high ankle sprain, but w- we didn't know if a lot of that was the accumulation of age and injuries. A- and to his credit, he came up big in the FC title game in the Super Bowl, but that Super Bowl offense was not impressive from the Patriots at all. Hmm. I, I think it's a player that the year off um, could help immensely. And, you know, on our, our live Twitter show, we played an over-under game of what his line might be if he played 16 games. I, I think it's convincingly um, statistically not going to be anything close to what you might expect from Gronk. That would be my guess. But um, can he be a huge difference and help them? If you get a 100% rejuvenated, healthy version of Rob Gronkowski – I think so. And then it, it met in a, in a weird, again, in, in an off season that could be completely um, tilted. You've got Brady teamed with someone who the two of them know their movements, their, their reaction time, the way they see defense is so uh, they're so in sync that it's a, it's a great signing for the, or a great trade for the bucks. Uh, I mean, I just, I, my caution in general is this happens to us every year. One of these teams looks like they're just going to zoom right into the Super Bowl. And, and you know, all these tweets, no teams played a Super Bowl in their home stadium, but this Bucks team might. Well, there's <laughs> a long, long way to go, and there's a lot of variables. Are the Bucks though, I mean, what are the Bucks who have been hidden away um, in the netherworld for so long, are they suddenly fascinating? Absolutely. And I, I'm with Greg in the sense that it, it palpably – ups the interest in the season um, because it's such a weird team to suddenly be at the absolute core of everything that's happening. I think everyone is on the same page there. The Bucks are a huge subplot to the season because of Brady and now Gronk adds to it. Yeah, I, I think there is some enthusiasm that should be tempered a little bit. And because I think a lot of fantasy drafters and just in general, like a lot of football fans are going to say, Oh, look out. Gronk's back and he's got a year off. His body's going to be back to normal. He was his last season in the league in New England, you know, playing with what looked like a stick fork, a fork sticking out of his back. And he showed up in the playoffs and Pete Gronk was back. And I wonder if, uh, you know, the bye week going into the divisional playoffs, then the bye week going into the Super Bowl, if he's a guy that could still be an impact player, but he needs to be managed, snaps, even weeks, if that's where he is now that he's a player in his 30s. So I think that at some point 
you you got to not expect him to be the Gronk of 2015. However, for a fourth-round pick and the fact that the potential that it brings and the excitement that it brings, it, it's a no-brainer, Ricky. It's a no-brainer for Gronk to want to come out of retirement. He was sick of playing for Bill Belichick. He was yep. His body was beat up. And now Tom goes to Tampa, a beautiful place to live, a fun coach to play for. You got to be happy for Gronk, who, let's face it, and I was saying it on this podcast for months the day he retired, there's no way this guy was going to stay out of football. He came back, and I guess the only surprise is that he didn't come back to New England. He went to a new team. Yeah, it's it's really, really kind of tough. It Like, I'm excited for him that he's back. It does, like, hurt that it feels like, the Patriots were home for these guys forever. They were. Ricky and, and Post, can you put violins under what you're saying right now? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just like, it really does sting to watch what you love so deeply about your team, your hometown team that you've, you know, lived and died on the hills with, with just, you know, you talk about sports make you forget about dying. And it is like, there are these incredible, incredible dynasty moments with this team. And now what sort of made that dynasty is gone. And it's not just gone. It's it's flirting around in a convertible down in South <laughs> oh, it's Florida. It's more than flirting. It's going all the way. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 like seeing your ex with someone like way better looking. It just it just hurts. You want them to just be gone. I want, I, mean, I wanted them to retire. And let's just calm down there. on the pirate ship and Bruce Arians uh, in his third act being way better looking. Here's the thing though, <laughs> the, the Patriot, you can't take away what Rob Gronkowski gave you as a fan and, and gave a, a, any Patriots fan. You can't take away that for the Patriots. The bucks are getting Rob Gronkowski at the wrong time. And, and maybe it'll pay off. Like this deal is a no brainer for them. It was a no brainer for the Patriots too. They really didn't have much choice because his money would have put them way over the cap. They had to take what they could get guys coming out of retirement. Aren't just, just not going to get much It's what Brett Favre got was a fourth round pick. Tom Brady's at the very tail end of his career. Bruce Arians is at the ve- very tail end of his career. And maybe it works. Um, but maybe but it's who just cares, like, Greg? But, who I, cares? I, I, my point is like, like what? What are you gonna do? Like it, it? I get that, but that doesn't mean I can just be like, well, you know, for the cap and everything. Good job by the Patriots. Like they it's, did what they had necessi- to do. It's, it's not like, a good job. Sucks. This he was, sucks. This he was sucks. retired. But so this is the worst. Like if just- they go six and ten, <laughs> is that gonna like make you happier? No, I don't know what it's gonna make me happy. More like I Dynasty don't... Die. <laughs> Am I right? Your quarterback had mono, Dan. <laughs> he had mono. He's recovered. <laughs> it reminds me they they had the Redskins. What, what was it? The George Allen teams, the over the hill gang uh, yeah. that they had back in the seventies. Which you know that that's kind of what this is, and it, it makes it fun. And, well, and Mike Evans and Godwin are there, and they have a young, fun defense. So on paper, right. they they are a really interesting team. I think that's what makes them interesting that you can't compare them to the Overhill gang because you're just talking about Brady and Gronk and the rest of the team is young. Yep. You have the young receivers. You have a really young defense. I mean, you've got JPP and Indomitian and Sue who are still playing at a pretty high level and they're over 30, but that's a young defense there in the front seven. Shaq Barrett. And I mean, Greg, I will say that you had, I know, I know. And I, at this point, 
fully, almost, almost entirely believe your patriot stance um, and where you're coming from. Oh, that's great. Well, you well, almost believe me. I, I almost believe it. <laughs> but I, mean, I just would say that you have to acknowledge that you are in complete discord with like huge chunks of Patriots sure. fans everywhere who don't, they don't, it's not their responsibility. Sports is, is combative. It's not their responsibility to, you know, roll into the sports bar and be so excited to see Brady throwing four touchdowns to Gronk in week one and say, this is just perfect. Like they're going to be irate and sports fans. Part of it is suspending, uh, you know, the, the West, the rest of the world around you, but also common sense. And you lose yourself to emotion and everything else. And like, I kind of get where Ricky's coming from uh, more so than I do from the, you're a Bucks fan now. And I'm not a Bucks fan. You're a football guy. I like, I like football more than, than I like the Patriots for sure. But I'm, there is part of me that, that likes the idea of the Patriots with Jared Stidham, you know, being kind of a team that's under the radar. That's, that's how they started. And the Gronk part of it to me he didn't want to play for Belichick. I think if you you listen to Jeff Darlington's reporting, that was pretty clear. His body was gone and it's found money. And it's like, what do, what do we like as sports fans? Is there any gratitude or any appreciation for like the players and the humans themselves? Or are we just cheering laundry? To me, it's more about the, it, it's more about those players. Listen, like, don't you think? I yeah, but it, I think the, just, the appreciating Gronk and Brady thing might come a few years from now when they go back to Foxborough sure. for a beautiful night ceremony. It's not going to be at this Today. moment. Well, right. he's, he, he's he a has a chronic little... back injury. I guess that's the part of it, too, is like he has chronic back problems. And it's worth a shot if you're the Bucks, but it's not like you're thinking these guys are going to suddenly take over the league. These are the same two guys that we were saying were absolutely done like more than a year ago. And this- yeah, but if you're game planning for a team that has Gronkowski on the field, regardless if he's going to show up or not, all of a sudden your headspace is going to that. It, he is automatically. He's a big ad. Yeah, like, and this, Greg, to your point, yes, I imagine as a Patriots fan, especially a Patriots fan like you, there's a little bit of a, uh, uh, excitement to the idea of the Patriots as a true underdog with a fourth round pick as their starter. But, you know, get back to me seven years from now when, when the, this stuff is still going on and they're under the radar, like the being under the radar is maybe fun for a couple of months and then it stinks. And I think that that's, that's this new, this new world of the Patriots. There's a lot of unknowns about, are they going to be able to put this thing back together quickly? Or are we going into a long, a hibernation where this team that mattered more than anyone else doesn't matter. And just seeing Gronk and Brady on different teams and seeing this team in the state as flux and this general unknown, that that to me is like just crazy to think that it's finally happening. And the, although yeah. we knew Gronk wasn't playing with the Patriots this year, it's just another reminder that time has moved on. What do the Patriots do next? That's one of the great intrigues in the league going forward. It It is. And, and, it puts so much into this draft for the Patriots, and we'll get to Mar- Mark's uh, mock draft soon. I mean, one of the big losers here, if we didn't mention it, would be that Mark, but but he's not a loser. He's a big-time winner because it happened. Mark <laughs> predicts that Gronkowski is going to be a member of the Bucks by the end of May during the mock draft. And then, and it, then it happens by yeah. the end of the day. Forget the end of May. <laughs> well, I'm slightly annoyed that my um, standalone mock draft episode has been utterly upended by uh, Gronkowski and the Bucks in general. And believe me, it, it changes how I feel about the Bucks. I, uh, I do have one last away. thing. 
what you mentioned that Gronk and Brady have practiced together before. I do think we've almost underplayed or not known what to say about the whole fact that this season either may not happen, may not happen on time. There may not be any practices, you know, or the, the same normal amount of practice to me, that is a huge X factor. And it, it, it is something that I'm thinking about with every transaction, including this trade. It's like you're trading, you're getting a draft pick, and you're trading a guy. We don't know if this season's. We don't know what's going to happen in anything. Like why? Why give out signing bonuses? Why give out a lot of things when you don't know if the season's going to be happening? Feels like a, a worthwhile question. Yep. I'll yeah. leave it with Game of Thrones. The North remembers. <laughs> Well South's said. not scared of Jared Stidham. And all the bitter Patriots fans up there that want to see these guys fail down south, the hope is that this is the NFL version of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett going to the Nets. Ugh. Hall of Famers. Right. That, you know, well, the Celtics got a bounty from the Nets. We're not, yeah, they're not getting happen, Jason but. Tatum and Jalen Brown in return, unfortunately. I know. But, uh, but a similar but. situation where Nets fans got fired up that they had these legends and then the guys couldn't really play anymore. The the Bucks are hoping that doesn't happen. And I, I don't think it does, but you can't rule it out that these guys don't fall on their face. Right, or the long, the long line of NFL build-a-teams that simply just don't seem to work the way it does in other sports to some degree. I mean, or this that, would go against that against that trend entirely. Or more to the point for Patriots fans that everything that we've been saying about Bill Belichick the last two decades wasn't total BS. Because if he has the team building and the expertise and the defense and everything that we've said he had, it's like they're going to be competitive. Nothing changed because they picked up a fourth round pick for Rob Gronkowski. We're about to find out. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. We'll probably talk more about this. On tomorrow's episode of the Around the NFL podcast. But for now, let's now spin back in time. Mark Sessler, the stage is finally yours. The second annual (laughs) mock draft. Take it away, us. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second annual Mark Sessler NFL mock draft. Presented by the Around the NFL podcast, my name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by two of the most esteemed colleagues in the NFL world. It is Greg, don't call me Rosie Rosenthal, and Chris, the Mailman Wessling. What's up, fellas? Hey, Dan. Unbelievable. We're back. All right, that's enough. I mean, if that doesn't get you in the mood for a mock draft, what will? <laughs> it is It is so amazing. The time flies, folks. Even in a pandemic, you cannot stop the Mark Sessler mock draft. And why don't we welcome in the man of the hour, the man who he's screaming for respect in the business. Not sure if year one of the mock draft did it, but, you know, if you keep doing it, if you keep showing up, something is going to stick. Mark Sessler. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I think it's a. Um, I, I'm not sure last year did it. Uh, I would start there, but I can't get my employer to put this on our website, so that's telling. Mm. They'll yes, put every, They'll put t- people who don't even work for the NFL on there on Mock Draft Ooh. Central. It, it is an interesting strategy. You're thinking, okay, how can I get respect? How can I stand out in the NFL industry? I'll do a mock draft. How do I get paid? That'll set me apart. 
Yeah, it's not setting me apart. It's not original, and I'm not getting paid for it. And famously, one of the shadowy league figures, uh, John Marvel, said last year when asked if this mock draft or the 2019 mock draft would go on the website, he said, are you insane? And that's, <laughs> that's what we're up against here at the Mark Sessler mock draft, that type of stigma that this shouldn't be taken seriously. But I'm going to tell you something. For the second consecutive year, Mark Sessler has put in the work, and he's plugged in. And he's been in the industry for a decade now, and it's time for you to hear this man. Listen to him. No, no. The quiet storm roars tonight or today. It's unfathomable to put Mark's mock draft in with a bunch of others that average four right answers. (laughs) (laughs) I like my odds here. Come on. Did Did you put in the necessary work to get this level of support from your friends and colleagues? I mean, when I, when I promised to do this project and take this on um, as a new wrinkle in my career, um, you know, I, I, I vowed that I would spend no less than two hours on this and um, came close to that uh, time limit a little bit more than that, but not a lot Ooh. more. Um, but I did. I, I, I will say this. Um, it caused me some consternation because my initial idea was to go do things that no one else would do and um, in in, in I would say add in some in total insanity into it. And I kind of check myself at the door because I take this exercise um, seriously. And I'm looking to come out of here with um, some accurate uh, bullseyes and nothing less than that. Unbelievable. Accurate bullseyes, everybody. That is <laughs> that is something uh, to respect. That's well, the goal yeah. here. Concise, right? I could have not have said that any more concisely. Erica, are you excited for the second annual Mark Sessler Mock? Oh my God, I could not be more excited. This this is the greatest day of this week for sure. More like did, Mock Sessler. Did you even know this was happening today, Erica? I did, Mark. I did. Okay. Dan sent me a text about an hour ago asking for some applause and stuff like that. So okay. Well, let's not pull back the curtain there, Erica. All right. So this is how we're going to go. We're going to go through round one. We will track these. Pi- we will go through round one, tracking each of Mark's selections, and uh, come Thursday night, maybe Saturday. Actually, might be the better time to do it. We'll circle back and see how the kid did. See how the kid did. That reminds me of when uh, Schrager was on the show last week, and Schrager's younger than Mark and called uh, Mark a kid. He said, "You know, this kid writes some of the best stuff on the internet." I think he's sort of viewing me as someone, a bit of a naif in the industry, um, a child in, in the football industry. <laughs> well, child no more. Child becomes man, starting with the first overall pick. And how many you get before we get going, Mark? How many of these are you guaranteeing? You know how it's good uh, people in the industry, in the gambling industry, which we don't condone that. Uh, but they'll say, uh, we guarantee you'll get a winner if you call our hotline and give us your credit card number. How many guaranteed winners are you going to give the listeners here mm. to, to know that your brand is legit and stands above all the rest, the new Mayock? Guaranteeing five picks. Guaranteeing five out of 32, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? All right, let's get into it. Mark Sessler with the first overall pick. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, are they trading out? They are not. They're going to do the, uh, the smart thing this time. All right, let's hear it. They are taking quarterback Joe Burrow out of, out of LSU. All right, Joe Burrow, the quarterback, the number one passing prospect on the board. No question, right? Well, this is the first opportunity to try to be different than everyone else, but um, all my Mm. sources and all the information that I have uh, tell me that the Bengals um, have made this pick and 
you know, like with all number one picks that the NFL doesn't want you to say anything. And we get that uh, dog and pony show part of it. But uh, this is where the Bengals are going. No Mm. questions asked. All right. Number two, there's some speculation around the number two pick in the draft. The Washington Redskins hold it. Are they going to stay where they are and make a selection? Are they moving out? Well, based on um, hearing Wes's opinions about the Redskins fielding calls pre-show, I'm very glad that I stayed right at home here and had Washington take Chase Young or we would lose Wes very early in this broadcast. Um, Chase Young, the edge dynamo out of Ohio State. Wes, it's not it's not so much the idea uh, that the Redskins shouldn't move out of the pick. It's just the idea, Wes, that people are even speculating about such a thing. That's what really annoys you, right? I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't preempted CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News for this news that the Redskins, the team holding the number two pick in a football draft, are fielding phone calls about their pick. Breaking news! <laughs> as a, and now as a special surprise for Wes, Ian Rappaport's been listening this whole time and is coming on to the show. All right, Ian, come on in. Defend your news, Ian. <laughs> All right, uh, the number three pick, uh, Mark Sessler. So, so far, chalk. And you know what? If you're guaranteeing five out of 32 and you're going chalk. I mean, there's not. What are people? I'm just, I'm just being five's fair a here. fairly low number, though. I'm just isn't being it? fair here. Yeah. I, I, you can't go I would chalk say, and only ask for five out of three. I'm not going to, and I would say that. Um, <laughs> that you know, with one and two, I knew that was not the dramatic start some people would be looking for. But um, is the point to be totally insane with this, or do I want to make it very clear to the mm. football fan that I am extremely plugged in? Um, Conventional so I wisdom. To, Says right. that this year more than any other, no one has any idea because no one's been talking. That the DJs and all this group think out there with how these mocks lit, they might look sillier than ever. Mm. Not Mark, though. All right. The, pick, the third pick in the draft. Third pick is where our first trade occurs. Oh. And the Lions, uh, instead of staying home, trade the pick to the Atlanta Falcons, who aggressively are looking to move up, according to uh, not only my sources, but general news reports out there. <laughs> And uh, the Falcons looking for a cornerback. They're going to go Jeff Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. And I think they feel very good about it. They feel very good. Mm. Well, it makes sense. They just they just traded away Darius Slay, their best cornerback. I guess they got to fill the void, and they get a cheaper, younger alternative. West well, Falcons, that's the, li- the Falcons that's the Lions. took them. This is the Falcons. Oh, the, oh excuse me. Yeah. Oh, silly me. I, yeah. I apologize for that. But the Falcons okay. obviously needed the cornerback help. Makes a lot of sense. Dimitrov would be making a stand here. He he made his name with the Julio Jones trade. He feels like he's about as on the edge, maybe in terms of job security, as he as he's ever been. And this would be a bold move by Thomas Dimitrov. Dimitrov or Dimitrov? Dimitrov is uh, how he does it, I believe. Greg's right. Okay. All right. You'd almost uh, think about going Dimitrov just because it sa- it rolls off the tongue. It sounds way better, better, but right. but he's yeah. sort of started uh, people correct. He's corrected him so. The Lions Lions would be big winners here, right? Not only trading out of that spot, but a team trading up from 16, they'd have to give up a windfall pick to get in. They would, and and the Falcons gave up a lot when they traded up to take Julio Jones also. Um, It's not normally in their MO uh, for the most part, but I have a feeling they're going to do something. And that would be a surprise if you spoke to people a month ago and you said, I'm from the future. The Lions will trade out of that pick and the team that trades in won't take a quarterback. But things have uh, changed, at least um, uh, how the draft insiders are painting things as we get closer to the draft. All right. Thank you. Good comment. Pick four. 
Uh, the Giants, you know, uh, give me this nonsense about their, you know, FaceTiming with with Justin Herbert. I just, I don't care what they're doing. Uh, Tom Brady was FaceTiming with the Tennessee Titans and their staff. What does that mean in a basketball game? So I'm going right here. The Giants stay home and go Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, Iowa. This feels like a very, I don't know, heads or tails what to make of these, what teams think about these tackles, but um, Wirfs is where I'm going. Mm. That's the that's the worst pick on the board. Oh, ouch! Wes, speak on it. No, I said it's the worst pick on the yeah. board. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a good little line. Oh, uh, does that mean it was the worst or just the play? Never mind. Okay, a little miscommunication there. Let's. There's move a play right. on words. There's a play on words. I thought it had silly, double meaning that it also was a bad pick. Well, that too. All right. No, I'm not going to bury Gettleman. All right, the fifth <laughs> overall pick in the draft. All right, and you know, I, this is this to me is the first major turning point in the road. What are the Dolphins going to do at number five? There's whispers that they might just go uh, defense or offensive tackle here and try to get a quarterback later on. I don't buy that. I think that they, after all of this business, um, they're going to go with Tua, our guy Tua, out of Alabama. And I and I flip flopped this and another pick, but going Tua. I'm with you. If I if I did a mock, I, I'd I'd ignore all this noise that's happened, and I'd I'd imagine a scenario where Stephen Ross and the Dolphins are cl- patting themselves on the back for making everyone think they wouldn't take Tua when they really did. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm totally because we've heard forever that they were connected to Tua. You know, this whole thing with the organic tank was to go get the quarterback. Are they really going to pass on a QB in the top five? I just don't see it, and Tua feels like. A risky pick, but a lot of upside there. Uh, good, uh, good job there, Mark. I, I like your your draft pick so far. You're flying right now. You got one tackle off the board. You got a, two QBs, an edge rusher, and a cornerback. And now that brings up the Chargers, another team that it makes sense uh, that they would target a quarterback. Do they do it? They do. I I I kind of got confused and what to do with this one a little bit, or I should say more. Just I was entranced by the idea of some of Justin Herbert falling. But I think the Chargers are going to go Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon, um, simply because if there's a narrative I do not buy, and if I'm proven wrong, I'll I'll take it into note. But this idea that they're going to sell Tyrod Taylor to the L.A. fan base while they're trying to sell tickets in a massive new stadium, not buying it. I think they're absolutely going to have to find another answer at quarterback. And if it's not going to be a Cam Newton or something like that and there's no buzz around that, I think you go with the less expensive rookie guy that you can, in theory, play behind Tyrod for eight or nine hours until he takes over. Let's play the positive quote, negative quote, uh, Bob McGinn game for Justin Herbert. Here, here's a positive quote. If the Oregon kid had Alabama's receivers or Oklahoma's receivers or LSU's receivers, he'd be the best one, said a scout. Boo. And now... Here's the negative, because we talked about it when McGinn was on the show, and uh, you know he likes to do the salt with the pepper, the oil with the vinegar. I like him to a degree. I don't think he's an elite player. He's kind of robotic and mechanical. Accuracy's off. He has the classic looks of an NFL quarterback. That's the guy that has burned a lot of people in the past. Big, tall, good-looking, interviews well, smart, throws the ball a mile, all that stuff. Gabbert, Jared Goff, not a lot of vision, not a really good playmaker. Mark, kind of a shot across your bow in a way. Why? <laughs> it is, but I'm comfortable with the scouting work that I've done on this player. And, uh, you know, you, it's at that time of year where you just got to dig in on your own beliefs. 
How would you like to be a Rams fan and you hear Goff and Blaine Gabbert mentioned in the same sentence as the same type of quarterback? Right. Yeah. That, that didn't that that scout uh, the bad job. I mean, Jared Goff, the, if nothing else, does not have a big arm. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. He's just saying like he's tall and white is basically what he's saying. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's go seven, eight, nine. Mark, uh, give us three picks. All right, seven, eight, nine. The Panthers take Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson. I think he's one of the teams that people sort of feel like he could fit there, where he's a not a fit for everyone. Uh, Cardinals. Um, you know, you think they're going to go electrifying offense. They go Derek Brown, defensive tackle out of Auburn, who I think is going to be a plug-and-play uh, week one starter. Tell us more Jack, about that. Plug-and-play in what method? In, in uh, what he's way, a big-body disruptor. He causes enormous problems for uh, quarterback types. And if you're trying to run the ball, good luck on Derek Brown. That's not going to be happening with Elite athleticism? I mean, it's it's all there. It's everything's. You go watch five minutes of his tape and just – it's um, I'll go. I'll follow my own instruction at some point. Um, <laughs> all right, and number nine, Jaguars. Jedrick Wills, offensive God tackle, ass. Alabama. All right, so another uh, tackles off the board to the Jags, and then we have another trade to close out the top ten. Ooh, saucy, and it involves your favorite team, Mark, the team you love more than anything else in the whole wide world. I think the D- <laughs> yes, the Browns are. I think there's DNA in that front office again to want to value trading down and thinking that if they need a tackle, there's a lot of tackles that'll be left over. They trade with the Broncos, who I think are another team like the Falcons that have been openly just honest about the fact that they might move up and they want one of these wide receivers. They're going to jump into ten and take Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. Big mm. need filled. Like that. Judy, the first off the board of the wide receivers. It's very uh, John Elway to trade up in a you know really deep receiver draft uh, for a receiver. You know, to just like go all out. But that uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton also sounds like a lot of fun. So I'm in it. I would say one thing on that. Like I hear you that why do that? But th- the bottom line is there's got to be two or three of these guys that are way better than the rest. Judy seems like the safest. Why would the Broncos telegraph their move for weeks? That that. I don't know. I, I I agree they're probably doing it. I just wonder why they're doing it. It's a good question. I mean, maybe to have people call them in reverse and say, we're in a fix. We don't like the player here. Here's an option for you. Hmm. All right. All right. Picking up, uh, picking at number 11, my New York Jets. What do we got? Well, I, you know, Je- I know that if they go offensive tackle, it might annoy a lot of Jets fans. And not- it was tempting. It they won't. Definitely- it will not annoy Jets fans. Well, they need one. But I think CeeDee Lamb to the Jets and what a li- becomes a little bit of a wide receiver run after losing Robbie Anderson. Um, I think that's something that you they- it fills a need. But also this is this could be a really special player. And the Jets don't have a lot to market around right now. All right. I, I have C.D. Lamb going to the Jets in the NFL Network mock draft we did last week. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if they're going to if they could actually, when it comes down to it, pass on a lineman. Um, that's going to be a tough thing for Douglas to do. But a wide receiver is obviously a huge uh, hole for that team. So, all right, Mark, you can't, can't go wrong there with either pick. Good job. I, I don't have Joe Douglas um, necessarily done with his handiwork today either. Ooh, that's you. a tease. Oh. All right, let's keep moving. Let's go picks 12 through 15. All right, so the Raiders finished that little um, trio of receiver picks by taking Henry Ruggs, three, uh, wide receiver out of Alabama. And that leaves the Niners in a fix because they they were someone I thought definitely would have gone wide receiver, thinking they'd be available there. 
and they just stay at home on defense to go uh, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, South Carolina. Uh, that is, for them, something that I think they feel good about. And then the Browns, sitting in that Den- Denver's previous spot, um, they get the tackle that they wanted. They get Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia. Thoughts, Mark, uh, Greg Rosenthal? I mean, Henry Ruggs on the Raiders sounds like a lot of fun. Just like pure speed. You know, that that team needs it more than others. The Kinlaw pick, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit of a reach there by Mark. Oh, man, I love the oh. Kinlaw pick. <laughs> All right, oh, we got a, science, a little scientist cook-off here. Why do you love it, Wes? I think Kinlaw is going to be a stud, and I'm not out here grinding tape. I've seen quite a bit. I saw tape from the Senior Bowl where he was manhandling people. This guy has a higher ceiling than Derek Brown, I think. Mm. So the Niners continue to beef up that defensive line after trading away one of their best players, and um, where does that take us next, Mark Sessler? That takes us to the Lions, who sit where Atlanta's pick was initially. And, you know, had they been up at three, they definitely were going to go cornerback, I thought, with Jeff Okuda. But they're going to take what many think is the second best or right up there cornerback in the draft, C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Um, You mentioned it, Dan, Darius Slay out the door. Mm. Uh, The Lions like to move on from big talent and then fill it in with the same position. So this feels like a nice Detroit move right here at number Mm. 16. So that was a shot. It's a little bit of a shot. A little bit. I mean, it's sort of how I feel about them, but they its they definitely need cornerback. In your field. scenario, the Browns and Lions would both trade down and then take a player, at least that conventional wisdom says, is a pretty steep drop-off from the uh, tier at their position ahead of them. Well, I don't know. I mean, if actually reading a little bit about Andrew Thomas, there are people that think Andrew Thomas is the best tackle in the draft. You can't get any consensus on the lineman. Uh, on that one, buddy. Rap sheet had that today. You Some were. people think that Thomas is the best. Swing and a miss. By rap sheet. Right. <laughs> what is Dan attempting to cook up over there, please? <laughs> hey, a reminder that the second annual Mark Sessler mock draft is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Oh, my God. Join Rocket Morgan in saying thank you to essential workers by posting a video to everyone knows a hero.com. All right, let's get back to it, Mark. Where are we? All right, we're at pick number 17. I'm not sure Rocket Mortgage let's was give planning a for this show, but through 21. Okay, here we go. Cowboys take uh, Clavon Chasen, the edge out of LSU. <laughs> Dolphins, they get their tackle at 18. Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of Good USC. For them. Then at 19, the Packers aggressively uh, move up uh, because they need to add speed. They need to add a wide receiver, and they like Justin Jefferson. They trade up where the Raiders were into 19, take Jefferson out of LSU. And then at 20, the Jaguars, with that pick from the Rams, take A.J. Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson. And the Eagles take Kenneth Murray, linebacker mm. Oklahoma, who we were reading reports today that it is one player that Rappaport says he has not heard a single negative word about from anyone who evaluated him wire to wire. So a well-liked individual. What do you guys think with, uh, when well, we were talking to Bob McGinn, who covered the Packers forever, and he said Aaron Rodgers physically is as good as he's ever, ever been, so he hasn't slumped off there in any way, that the coaching staff has never been the problem. It's actually built to make him successful. It's built around the quarterback said that the surrounding skill players, it's been overstated uh, how much uh, help he really needs because he has one of the best wide receivers in the league. He has a great running back. He's got an offensive line. 
McGinn wouldn't really get into it. And Greg, you pointed out that he has history with Rogers and it wasn't always a great relationship. Um, what do you think he was really saying? Because I had a theory that it was a little bit McGinn wouldn't say it because obviously he's a, a nice Midwestern man, but maybe that Aaron Rodgers has lost the eye of the tiger. Hmm. What else is there? I don't. Point? Well, I don't think anything he said is controversial. I think anyone would would say would agree with all that. The only thing that I guess would be different is that he's he says the coaching hasn't been the problem at all, which I guess would be a little different. But everything else is sort of obvious. I mean. It's decision-making, I think, with Aaron Rodgers. He's played so safe. And maybe it's Eye of the Tiger you're talking about, and, and he's leaving that unsaid because he wouldn't say that. But to me, it's just been decision-making. It's obvious that his, his physical uh, abilities there. Yeah, I got the sense he's just about as mystified as everyone else. And mm. that does come down to decision-making. Um, like Greg said, he plays it so safe a lot of the times, but in situations where he should be safe, like on third downs, He's going for big plays down the field. It's situational football. And, and what I got out of it is Bob McGinn just saying, it's all there. He just has to actually do it. And where he did it early in his career, he's failed too many times recently. All right, let's move 22 to 25, including another quarterback joining the National Football League, Mark Sessler. All right, at number 22, the Vikings who just traded away Stefan Diggs um, to the Bills, have that Bills pick, and they take T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Uh, they can't just ignore that position for too long. At number 23, where the Patriots are sitting, some people thinking, would New England go quarterback? Instead, John Gruden and Mike Mayock of the Raiders mm. trade in to number 23 and take Jordan Love, quarterback Ooh. out of Utah State. And I think that they, we, we for years have felt like Gruden might have eyes for another, and I think that plays out potentially in this draft. Uh, then we move on to the People next People are going to just keep saying it until he actually takes somebody. So yeah, Right. It, it At some point, we'll be proven correct, and it may be in a few days from now. We will find out. And Erica is saying, what about Mary Oda, you idiot? She just texted that to us. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you, Erica. Um, number 24. Well, bad news for Marcus Mariota is what it is. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, number 24, the Saints take Patrick Queen, the linebacker out of LSU. And at 25, the Vikings, they've got another pick. Mm. Jalen Johnson, quarterback out of Utah. I think they've lost four, three cornerbacks and a safety this offseason. So they can uh, they have to address that. Ooh, that, that Raiders pick is, is why Mark is making the big money with this mock draft. Huge it's, money. It's two teams you can see trading with each other. You know, Mayock yep. and the Patriots and, and all that. And it, it totally seems like uh, a guy that John Gruden and Mayock might just fall in love with. He, Jordan Love is like maybe the most fascinating guy in this draft because like the – the talent he has just sort of oozes off the screen. I mean, he's like a uber, I don't know, like Josh Allen type that you can just see the arm strength and the athleticism is like wild, but he just, he's been wild and his decision making has been terrible, but some team is probably going to see him and think like, Ooh, this guy's a, enough of a Mahomes type to just go for it. Here's another juicy McGinn quote. This one connected to Jordan Love. He's the only quarterback I ever scouted who will throw into bigger windows as a pro than he did in college. Those guys did not get open for him. If he ends up outside the top 10, we could be saying, how the heck did Jordan Love last that long? Hubba, hubba, hubba. It seems like a nice little uh, flyer pick in the uh, later reaches of the first round. 
Is well, there a flyer got, pick in the first you, round? I guess not. I don't know. You've got Henry Ruggs to, for him to throw to as well, so the Raiders would look quite different. It's mm. also like a very Patriots move. Everyone, you know, this is the highest pick they've had in a little while, and Patriots fans will be all excited. Ooh, did they take a quarterback? And no, they just like trade down and take like <laughs> right. some tiny cornerback that's out of the league in three years uh, yeah, at, that, later. That rang true. All right, so the, the Dolphins now are back on the board. I like this one a lot, Mark, because they address a serious need. They do. The Dolphins take DeAndre Swift, uh, running back out of Georgia. I think heads and tails meant to be seen as the best running back in this draft and worthy of a first-round pick. And uh, the Dolphins need it, and you suddenly got a new quarterback and a new running back to pair together, uh, Aikman and Emmett style, for the next four-plus years. Then the Jets trade back into the first round <laughs> yeah, because Joe, Joe Douglas is not done. And the Seahawks love trading out of that first-round pick. I think they've done it eight times or something under John Schneider. The Jets get in there, and they take Yator Gross-Matos. I love the name. Edge out of Penn State. Do the Jets need an edge rusher? Yes, they have. For how long? For about a decade plus. You know what jersey to get me for my birthday? Gross-Matos. Gross-Matos <laughs> will pair nicely with Van Rotten. Yes, he will. <laughs> And uh, yes. this is the point, Mark, where if you're a true mock drafter and plugged in, you make a John Abraham reference. Go ahead. I I do not choose to do that. You've made the reference right there. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Jets have not had a pure edge pass rusher since John Abraham in 2006. Maybe Yatur Gross Matos fits the bill. All right. We're getting near the end of it now, Mark. Keep going. All right, number 28, the Ravens. I just think this is a Ravens type of player. I I could be totally wrong about that. But Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin, um, he'll probably win Defensive Rookie of the Year with the way things (laughs) seem to go for Baltimore. So nice job by them. Uh, The Titans uh, are looking for a little wide receiver help. They take Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Um, I couldn't tell you five things about him, um, even five words, but he sounds like a nice player. Uh, we go from there. The hmm. Patriots. I'd now leave that si- out. Let's edit that yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, final show. why would you admit that? You just that? completely set your That's reputation That's sort of my fatal flaws. Like in the middle of a big moment, I'll um, explain why I shouldn't be doing this to begin with. But um, <laughs> we'll Patriots. Handle that post. Okay, yeah, just kill all that. Patriots, they're sitting in that Raiders spot, number 30. And they take a very, I think, Patriots-esque type of guy, J.A.J. Epineza, defensive end out of Iowa. I, you know, Belichick, if you go back, he loves his Iowa players. Kirk Ferentz was there for years. Those guys are buds. Um, there's some connecting some dots here. No, you should, Not sure you they're meant are. to be connected, but <laughs> you like to see that, Greg. Uh, that's one of the one. That's one dots. of the. That's one of the picks I almost guarantee. I feel that good about it. <laughs> wow. All right, can we do a sandwich on that? <laughs> now, just you know, let's see how that plays out. But so Epineza to the Patriots is an almost guarantee. Let's get that sponsored, system. Ricky. Uh, because I'm looking for stuff to really build around this mock draft, ways to monetize it, ways to promote it. So this is your lock of the draft. Uh, I mean, AJ Empanada out of Iowa. (laughs) Why not? Let's make that the lock. I feel good about it. To the Patriots at 30. Is that what it is? Uh, 30. That is correct. Okay. Bills are loving this draft for the Patriots. Like, oh yeah, go help your defense some more and leave your offense the way it is. There's been 17 (laughs) tackles taken too. What is going on? (laughs) Wait wait a second. The Jets trade into the first round again? I thought they were trying to collect. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. At number 31, the Jets trade back in. They need a tackle. And they're basically saying, are they going to be out of draft picks after this? Because I, imagine I think they're their kind of thinking like be running low at this. Point. Here's, here's what we're thinking. Let's get three or four players we love. Let's not do this thing where you draft 18 players from round five through seven and none of them are employed by your team. 
two years later. Get the guys we like. They take Joshua Jones, offensive tackle out of Houston. And I would say this, there are mock drafts out there with more tackles taken than I've suggested. It's interesting because uh, Daniel Jeremiah, good friend of Joe Douglas, he was just quoted as saying that Joe Douglas, he can't wait till the middle rounds and late rounds of the draft because that's when he does his, his favorite work. But you're saying he's just going to like mm. throw all that out and he's it's just going to focus screen. on Thursday night. That well, is, in Mark... In Mark's mock, he took a mid-round tackle. He just took him in the first round. <laughs> he is not a mid-round tackle. He is not a mid-round tackle. He's got a first-round grade on him by many. And, uh, I mean, this, if anything, Dan, I yes. was trying to win you over with, like, what would be a Titanic Jets draft, and it's not oh, working. I'm not judging. I'm not judging okay. or saying anything I negative. Mean, I just – it feels a little desperate to tr- – trade twice into the first round but <laughs> Jets um, are a little if, desperate if he wants it's it if, if that's it's what he fair. wants that's what he gets you know but I mean the the the, the back pages of the you know the, t- the sports tabloids would go nuts if the Jets wound up with oh, three if they, first if they had players, Joshua they Jones in their building yeah people right. would be going insane <laughs> all right <that'll> be <laughs> um, and the final pick and I you know I couldn't I moved I had this in and out like the Chiefs doing all sorts of stuff here they stay right at home and they pick that mm. center that they need Lloyd Cushenberry. That is not a real person. I I did not believe that it was either, but the more research I did, he does appear to exist. Sounds like John Cusack character from the 80s. Lord Cushenberry. Good pick for those Chiefs. Not a lot of first-round grades on him, old Cush. Not a good interior line draft, apparently. And and then, uh, Mark, in your notes, and this is now separate, from this is just this your is notes are more, better than the mock. Yeah, this is more like well, now we're getting to you know fantastical Cessna realm. So have fun with this, everybody, but be aware that the brand that we're cultivating here, which is the mock draft, is separate from Mark Sessler Funland, which begins now with items. Yeah, this is these are in draft <laughs> items that will occur and some fallout um, that will occur after the draft. But and don't stake your reputation to this. This is just having fun, everybody. Do not. Stake Mark's reputation to it. Unless they go well. Strongly. Unless they go well. And one of them, I mean, <laughs> is a tease here. He, he, he's ahead of the curve. Go ahead. All right. I think that, number one, we're going to look at Dave Njoku traded to the Patriots. Like um, that. We all know why New yeah, England needs a tight end. The Browns just picked up Austin Hooper. Um, Yannick Nagakwe. Exactly. Gronk is not in the picture for Bill Belichick. He's, he's annoyed at him. Yannick Nagakwe traded to the Seahawks for, for two second rounders. Mm. Um, which is really, you know, John Schneider's going to trade down with the Jets. I've already told you that. And uh, they'll have another presence in the second round, and then they'll have two other. They have two other second rounders, which they will use to get Nagakwe out of Jacksonville. Everyone's happy. Leonard Fournette will be cut. No one's trading for that guy. But he will wind up on the Bills to compliment Devin Singletary. Ooh, so he essentially replaces Frank Gore. Woof. Yeah, I think Sorry, it's Greg. just like not a, not a workhorse well, guy. Frank he's Gore's on the not team. there. No, I'm saying he's going to replace Frank Gore. Yeah. Yeah. By some definitions, that would be replacing him. I see what you're he was on the team yeah, last year. Now he's not yeah. on the he's team. He's no longer, I would expect, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see he's going to fill Frank Gore's role that he had in the 2019 yeah. season. Yeah, right, right. You're right. going to want him in that leadership role. The inconvenient truth may be hanging him up. Maybe a bit of a leadership up. void. To One go of from. the great tropes of sports. What are they going to do in that locker room without Frank Gore's leadership? I mean, We're going to replace it with Leonard Fournette. <laughs> No disrespect, right. Greg. A few more items here before we get out of here. Uh, Marquise Goodwin <laughs> traded to the Redskins. Don't care. Uh, Tevin Coleman <laughs> traded to the Titans. Well, you know what? Like when that. these become true, I, ha- I just, I, I you only need to get one true season. and you already you have one. Exactly. Yeah. OJ Howard traded to the, te- to the Texans. Yikes. Um, 
Rob Gronkowski joins the Bucks by the end of May. There we go. He might be by the end of April. I mean, a little breaking news here, Erica Tamposi. Let's do it. All right, go ahead, Greg. Ian Rappaport is reporting that Rob Gronkowski has already requested to Bill Belichick to be traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh! How about that? We'll see, if, about that. We'll see if they do it, but um, why not? Well, that explains the O.J. Howard rumor. Tampa Bay could yeah, draft an all-offensive line and defensive players and win the Super Bowl. Oh, Gronk. great. I God, mean, if Godwin, this was 2013, Evans, Edelman. Sure. They're well, going to get yeah, Edelman, I mean, I think, too. I think there's a chance Gronk comes back and he's very Gronky, and the year away was great for him. I, I could totally see that. There's a chance that, you know... He, he gets hurt within a few minutes and he's hobbling around like he was uh, in 2020. There's also a chance Bill Belichick says no freaking way. So uh, this is early in this story, but it is a juicy one. It makes sense. It was probably part of the conversations with Brady when he was a free agent that Gronk wants back in. He wants in the league. They put Howard on the block, but interesting. Yeah, this will be... Ian says it could happen within 24 hours, which indicates to me that the Patriots are very open to it, which also makes a lot of sense to me because I think Belichick would be happy to just get a pick for him versus like trying, you know, what you would expect would be a decent pick instead of like hoping that Rob Gronkowski can stay healthy again. It feels like a Belichick thing to do if they could get a a decent pick for him. I'm not sure Ian broke this, just to be clear. But uh, I understand how the industry works. Oh, but, I did, well, we're I mean, we're in the I middle of a show. To, He's the I first one I sent this to I you saw. an hour ago. Who broke so it? it's like you know. Yeah, oh, Mark you broke this. it. Well, you didn't report that he's talked to the, the Buccaneers. And no, I just simply saw the future. You that's, said the end of May. It's, it's April 20-something. Well, I don't think he's going to be waltzing around. back for, uh, since the day he retired. I, I don't just try to upstage this, I me. I mean, don't try to upstage me. So it, it turned out that he will come back and wants to play Tom Brady, but it just so happens that Tom Brady is now on a different team. I Getting caught in a sense. park trying to work out by himself. Is that what he was doing? Well, that's the information that we have. Right. What What are you suggesting? Yeah, what else? Well, yeah, what is? Right? What do you think he was up to? I don't know. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got nothing. <laughs> no, I think you know where. You know, you could read between these lines. No, I can't. It's like an empty park in the middle of the pandemic. What is yeah, he doing? It's empty. He's got some privacy. All right, now, <laughs> Mark, you've done it. The second annual mock draft is in the books, and I'm feeling good. I still think you said it five out of 32. Do you want to move that up just a little bit, potentially, just so we can market you a little bit better? Because it's hard to really get behind a guy as a draft czar when he's guaranteeing nine. to hit like... All right, nine's great. <laughs> nine's more than a quarter of them right. Now I'm, now we're cooking with, <laughs> with fire here. Nine, if I can include Gronkowski as <laughs> no, one, which is no. a factual accuracy. Um, are you a little concerned, Mark? You've already, within minutes, been upstaged on the mock draft episode by news bigger than anything in the mock draft. Yeah, I mean, when we call about the second annual, it's always the also possibly the final version of the episode. So I, you know, the fact that this got made feels like a win, a coup. All right. Well, thanks, Mark, for all your work. And we'll be certainly tracking all of your selections very closely and seeing how close they are. We're looking for nine out of 32, which is what, about 28% clip we're looking at? What, are we, what is the success rate there? It's in the 25 to 30 range. 
Nine out of 32 would be yes, between 25 and 30. All right, well, that so. would, by the way, be blowing away um, everyone at NFL.com, and they might consider publishing this next year if that happens. I'm not saying that their they're thinking is sound about not putting it up to begin with. Um, and the only thing that matters year. is that you beat Jeremiah, and that's what I'll be going head-to-head. I need a W over, quote-unquote, move the sticks. Dan, speaking yeah. of move the sticks, I just texted him and I said, this can't be real, Gronk, right? Tell me it's not real, DJ. My poor patriot broken heart can't take it. And he said Why a couple of things this to DJ? that I can't. This is bizarre. Because me and DJ text were buds. <laughs> and well, well, he let, said, let your health heart is a worthy price for a good talking point. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Mm. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Ouch! I think you're texting something. someone else. That's it's not def- DJ. It's definitely helping. It um, it's definitely helping the top of our Twitter show, which is coming up in a little. Oh, uh, so that's thanks great. Lord. All right, Mark. All right. Thank you very much, and thank you everybody at home for following along. The Mark Sessler mock draft, the second annual. Excellent work, buddy. And yes, don't forget the 2020 NFL draft Thursday night. It's virtual, baby. Till next year. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.